Welcome to Observe and Retort. Hello. To the <laughs> 21st week of 2021. It's mm-hmm. a lot of 21s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's something, huh? Oh my God. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> I am David. And I am Luna. And we're bringing you the news you missed this week. Yeah. We think. Yeah. You we probably missed. give you something else. Something different. Than what you're probably being bombarded with on the daily. So, yes. You're welcome. <laughs> what do you have? A, oh, we didn't even discuss. Do we have teasers this week? I don't. I don't know if I have a teaser. Oh yeah. I can I make one up on the spot. You got a teaser? Hit I us with your a... teasing. Come yeah. on. Like a super interesting. My teaser is. Yeah. Well, my main story is blue slime against crime. Okay. <laughs> to tell you man that's my teaser <laughs> i didn't pre-write a teaser but i'm going to be telling you about three very different politicians uh okay <laughs> all around who are just fun in different ways oh okay yeah because because when you said three different politicians i was like oh <laughs> but if if they're fun this changes everything and i am on board they and not they bored. have Dreams, they have hopes. <laughs> they <laughs> they're trying uh, to just bring some light to the world in that is three crazy. very different ways, and they are very very different people. So we'll just <laughs> oh okay, I'm invested now. You got me. Yeah, okay. I definitely want to hear that. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Go ahead. Tell us all about Blue Slime Crime Time. Ooh, that would have been so good too, David. Ah, oh, damn it. Damn you. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, so my story this week is about, maybe you've seen some headlines or something, but it's about an 11-year-old girl who did some very quick thinking in a pretty terrible situation. Yes, yeah, so we're in Orlando, Florida this week, and uh, it's 11-year-old Alyssa, who was waiting for her school bus last Tuesday. So every day for two weeks leading up to that Tuesday, her mom, Amber, had waited for the bus with her because Alyssa had told her mom that this strange man in a white van had approached her at the bus stop and spoken to her in Spanish and just being all around very creepy to her. And she was very uncomfortable and she was smart and she told her mom about it. So, yeah, her mom had been going with her to make her feel safe and make sure she was safe. But that Tuesday, Alyssa's 18 months old sister suddenly needed a diaper change as they were about to leave the house. So because Amber, Alyssa's mom, feared that she was not going to make the bus. She told Alyssa to just go ahead and she would be with her in a, uh, a minute. Mm-hmm. And uh, the mom had not even finished the diaper change before Alyssa came r- running back into the house. So what, has hap- the, what happened in the meantime while Amber was changing the diaper, and this can actually be seen on security camera footage that was caught uh yeah and that that caught what happened i've seen it it was crazy what i saw it it was crazy the video did you see the video did you see the video 
Okay, yeah, it's it's wild and uh, bleh, terrible. Okay, so I'm gonna describe it. So, um, yeah, Alyssa walks alone on this traffic island at 7 a.m. and a white van passes her and she looks at it while it drives away. So you can see that the van returns a minute later and stops. The driver jumps out of the van and runs towards Alyssa while reaching behind him like he's pulling a knife. Alyssa, sitting on the grass, sees the man running towards her and starts running away. But the man is too fast and he grabs her and puts her in a headlock while dragging her towards his van. It's ter it's terrifying. It's terrifying. And um, Alyssa kicks the man's legs which causes them both to fall to the ground. And you can't, this, when you look at the video, it is very fast. It all happens very fast. Uh, so this is also what Alyssa describes yeah. happened to her. So yeah, she says that she kicked the legs, which caused them to both fall to the ground. And she fucking breaks free and bolts back to the, the mobile home park where she lives. Uh, and you see the man run back to his van and speed away. So... Thank God nothing happened because just thinking about if he actually got his way, like this would have been a very different story. Yeah. Um, so the mom has later described to the press how Alyssa came through the door and her first words were, somebody tried to kidnap me. He grabbed me by my throat and he had a knife. Alyssa said, mom, I had to leave some sort of evidence behind, like on Law and Order SVU. Uh, and the mom, Amber, says that they've watched probably every episode on, of Law and Order SVU on Hulu. And uh, she describes her daughter as a very smart cookie who thinks on her toes. And yeah, I have to agree on that. So what's wild and impressive and yeah, just very fucking cool is that Alyssa actually had this presence of mind while she was being a... An, yeah, you know, attacked by a grown ass man with a knife. She had the the presence of mind to get as much of like blue slime that she had been playing with on him. So she put it on him so police could identify him. While all this was happening, it's like this is I am not this fucking smart. <laughs> and I am also <laughs> very much into true crime. And I think I don't know, in that kind of situation, I hope that I would be like very um <laughs> also smart but i'm i don't know i think i might just be like the ha 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 ha, ha uh, and just you, you, you know you didn't mention the blue slime before this moment so i feel like maybe it's a little bit confusing that right while she was sat there she was just playing with like some blue slime <laughs> <laughs> It but sounds yeah, like she's some she kind of been... superhero who created blue slime out of her hands and wiped See, now, it off. That would be cool. Would be cool. Like Spider-Man. Just but, like blue slime. Yeah. Yeah. But she fucking rubbed that shit on his <laughs> arm. Um, so she just happened to have some blue slime that she yeah, was like... That she was playing with. Play-Doh stuff that she was like, playing with and then chose to wipe it on him. She's a genius. She's... This is... I'm in awe of her. So her intuition uh, on both counts were right. And Escambia County Sheriff, Sheriff Chip Simmons said that uh, when he 
arrested or his detectives arrested Jarrett Paul Stanger or what the fuck his name is uh, late Tuesday after they had gone through a massive manhunt. His arms were still streaked with blue dye. Boom, bitch. Um, so Alyssa said that she feels very bra uh, brave and very proud of herself for her quick thinking. And, uh, yes, I, I agree. <laughs> she should be fucking proud. And she said that she believes that the lead character of SVU, the fictional Olivia Benson would agree. And on Thursday, the actress who uh, portrayed Benson for over two decades wrote on social media, how honored she was to have played a role in Alyssa's impressive story so she has come out and said all these great things and of course probably made uh, Alyssa's fucking day <laughs> so that's really nice so let's talk about the asshole here uh, the fucking kidnapper who is Jared Stanja Stain Stang Stanja I guess it's a mystery. So he's uh, 30 years old and he remained in jail Thursday on a $1.5 million bond on charges of attempted kidnapping, battery and assault. His attorney, Robert Deese, questioned Stanger's arrest during a Wednesday court hearing, saying that Alyssa did not definitively pick him from a photo lineup and initially said her attacker was Hispanic while Stanger is white. Um, however, prosecutors said the evidence against Stanger is very strong. And in addition to the slime on his fucking arms, uh, or arm, the silver bumper of his van had just been painted black. Detectives during the manhunt had described the silver bumper in their bulletin to the public. So yeah, this is all very sketchy and doesn't look super great for this man. Uh, they, stay, they say Stanger was also seen making a purchase at a nearby convenience store minutes after the attack, wearing exactly the same clothes as the assailant. How about that? How about that? And uh, he texts his boss saying he would be a little late because he had to take his child to school. But the yeah, his child is attending school online, so it doesn't really fucking hold up, dude. So it's not very, it's not. Very I think that was smart. my favorite bit of this story was that <laughs> there's so many lies that you could pick that aren't immediately like he could have said, I had a problem yeah. with my child. Like there's something wrong with my kids, but he specifically said taking my kid to school. And so like, you're just not that bright, are you? Like, no, he's not that bright. A thousand potential options for things you could have said. And you mm. went with the easily disprovable one. Yeah. Yeah. If only he had the fucking smarts of an 11-year-old girl, I think that would have served him a lot better, yeah. but fuck him. <laughs> so um, so after everything that has happened, Amber says that her daughter is doing well and probably doesn't fully comprehend what might have happened if the attacker had gotten her into the van. And I hope maybe she doesn't comprehend that because that's terrifying. And obviously also Amber's, you know... Uh, very emotional about all of this because you know just thinking what have happened if your daughter had not escaped like oh my god yeah. uh, and amber is a single mom who's been struggling a lot under the pandemic and she hasn't been able to 
run her house cleaning business and has been struggling with rent. And she says that Elisa takes the hardship in stride and has made the honor roll at her elementary school and also looks after her baby sister. And she describes her daughter as a kid who has always been very mature and very smart, um, but is very modest about it. So basically, this kid wins the fucking week. Like, she is amazing and brave and... We should be so lucky to have her fucking quick thinking in any situation like this. Also, an 11-year-old. Like, when I was 11, I mean, yeah, obviously she knew that she was in danger and this man was dangerous. But I I don't know. It's the fuck politeness thing. It's like, okay, even though it's a grown-up, you know, you have to understand that the grown-ups are not always right and not always, like, entitled to... And I think I did not really grow up with that in that way it was always respect uh the authorities which were like anyone who was older and i think my i don't think i know my dad still has this <laughs> thinking which makes some some conversations a little weird um but i think it's so important to to teach kids that like to trust their gut and uh i mean she's a this kid is a murderino and that's you know someone who fucking likes true crime and who gets into the the thing and, and i think also that's why true crime i know this like law and order order isn't really true crime in that way i i guess it's not no it's not like based on real events it's just like fictional i, think they do I guess base it on real things but then just okay dramatize them sure okay um i also feel and- like it's a bit like i I mean, obviously, it's great that she did, but I feel like Law and Order SVU is for an older age group than like a ten or eleven year old. <laughs> yeah. Like that's weird to me that if she's watched almost every episode, must have kind of started when she was eleven. So a ten-year-old uh-huh. watching Law and Order SVU sounds intense. Yeah, yeah, it does. Very it happy does. that she did, considering mm. yeah, <laughs> everything I- since then. I think if this was the 90s, nobody would have said anything. Because, like, I mean, you know, I I, I remember my parents putting on Alien when I was very, very young. I think it's one of my first memories. (laughs) I just was terrified. They're like, it's fine. It's fine. She's just, you know, covering her eyes. She's fine. It's it's cool. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, that reminds me. I think Gintz would be fine with me telling this story. But when he was, like... A small kid. I think it was Alien that he watched. And he was fucking scared. And um, and he went to the bathroom. And all the all of a sudden. Like the the tiles in the ground. Started like coming up. And start, like something was breaking out. And he freaked. And it just happened to be. I don't know. Something with the pipes. Or something underneath. And he fucking. I cannot. I cannot imagine how terrifying. <laughs> I think that would have scarred me forever if I just watched a, like one of my first horror. Not it's, well, Alien is not a horror movie, but it's terrifying when you're young. I'm oh. still. I would still probably be terrifying, uh, terrified. But yeah. Uh, and then that just happened to be the day that the bathroom pipes <laughs> just give up. And uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes shit just aligns, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> anyway, but this was the story of Alyssa, who fucking slayed. 
and did not get. She said fuck politeness, and she did not get kidnapped. Good today. job, Alessa. Yeah, so good for her. Yeah. Now tell me about three politicians. <laughs> well, yes, they're three completely separate stories, uh, just connected by not necessarily politicians, but political figures trying to do something nice. So first, where shall I go first? Denmark, Sweden, or Chile? I think Denmark. Okay. So <laughs> Alex Aronson, who is a Danish politician. Uh, For what party? We'll get there. Okay. Um <laughs> has decided to not run again for the Folketing, for the Danish parliament, after he dreamed of an enchanted guitar. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, okay. Alex Aronson has been in uh, the Folketing since 2011. And he said that he misses having a normal life. He also thinks it's become harder to become a politician because you have to be in the media all the time. Uh, and he says that that's really, really difficult. And I think it, I mean, I think it's really fair. I think it makes a lot of sense. He actually has been reported sick with stress and had almost a year off from being a politician, from being mm. in parliament because he had stress. Mm. And he's said that... He had a dream in which he got an enchanted guitar that could play warmth and love in front of family and friends. I experienced in that dream what I did gave others joy. Being a parliamentary politician does not make many people happy. On True. the contrary, it makes most people angry, sour, bored, annoyed. It could be nice to get a job where you make people happy. Uh-huh. Which is cute and fun. Like the idea that you had a dream of an enchanted guitar. The thing is, I've got a couple of that. ideas why people maybe have been angry, sour, bored or annoyed at this senior politician from Dansk Folkeparti, the <laughs> Danish right wing, uh, quite, yeah, pretty, pretty right wing party. He's done certain things like in this is a different dude no this is the same guy this is the guy who's just retired because uh or is in the process of retiring because he just wants to fill the world with happiness and he dreamed of this what? enchanted okay, guitar so, okay okay i did not okay and the way that previously he's worked to fill the world full of happiness is in his 2011 campaign he made an election video with a fictitious assault started by an immigrant he just made up an assault and was like, cool, this will get me elected. This is great. Wow, I have great no choice, idea dude. why people would be angry, sour, bored, or annoyed at that. No, <laughs> no, no idea. Oh, jeebus. Back then, in his first year as a member of parliament, he said that any bourgeois politicians who would vote for gay marriage were cannabis smokers. If you're okay. comfortable what the fuck? with gay marriage, only answer is that you smoke weed. 
I kind of, I mean, they sound cool. <laughs> Where did they hang out? Uh, oh, that's terrible. The devil's anyway, lettuce. So after a 10-year career in which, it must be said, he has been very politically successful. Um, until recently, Dansk Folk Party has, has grown significantly. They have fundamentally changed what the... For our listeners outside of Denmark, Dansk Folk Party are an interesting party in that when I say that they are very right-wing, that's not... They are very right-wing when it comes to immigration. Um, but in other matters, they are center-left or left-wing. So to be, as a populist party, they are very successful and they have had incredible success in pushing the mainstream center-left party to be anti-immigration and yeah. way more nationalist. Yeah. So he's had 10 years of good success and then he's now dreams of an enchanted guitar and decided that he only good wants to bring <laughs> bring love and happiness into the world. Oh my god. I wish more people had that dream. And I I agree. Courage to act. On I it. wish he had that dream 10 years ago. Um Oh yeah, I think a lot of people will feel the same. Uh yeah. I mean, better late than never, I guess. But also, don't be a racist asshole. And he hasn't decided what he wants to do. So I'm I'm excited to follow his new career. Are you? Maybe it's going to be in music. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. We don't know. We'll see. And yeah. then that just brought me to a Swedish politician. Ooh. Uh, let me just one moment. And Sophia Hermansen, who was previously the mayor of Gothenburg. Oh. And she was uh, voted out in 2018. And since then, she's chosen to drive a garbage truck. That's awesome. And she says that she absolutely loves it. So maybe, Alex, this is your way forward. You should she take says, out the garbage, which is yourself. I love that. <laughs> I knew, I knew when I connected these two stories. You, like, I knew in advance she's gonna say it this. was right there. She's gonna say it this. There's right just no there, way, wasn't it? <laughs> I would never disappoint you, David. You know that. <laughs> so yes, yeah, she says that she had some offers to work in public relations or lobbying, uh, or into an advisory role, and she thought, no, I have to pay the rent, but I don't want to do it that way. Mm. Uh, she had her father advised her when she, so she's had a career. She came up through unions um, in manufacturing, I think. One moment. Um, and then she got involved in union politics. And then she uh, became the mayor. And she found that it was really stressful. Yeah, and She found that it wasn't great. She had an unsuccessful... She says it's really hectic. And her father, when she was growing up, had always told her uh, to had advised her to get a large vehicles license because there would always be jobs driving large vehicles. And Good so for she you dad. Good thinking. It's just like, hey, when the notice period was finished, I'm gonna join Renova, the local trash collecting company. Mm-hmm. And now she says she loves it. It's a nice change from working as a politician. That's she awesome. uh regularly gets 
recognized by the locals that she used to serve as mayor and they stop and talk to her about politics. It's very physical, but it's great. <laughs> it's more face to face with the citizens yeah. also. Maybe that's that's also nice. Like I don't even want to operate a small vehicle, so all, you know, more props to her. Jesus. Uh that's amazing. And then finally in my roundup of political figures because this is not really a uh politician as such okay. i want to take you to latin america to chile oh. sounds good uh you may remember i don't know for the news junkies who listen to this podcast uh back in 2019 there were a huge number of protests in chile mm -hmm. uh over it started initially um over something very, very small. It started about a subway fare hike. The prices to get on the metro were going to oh. be increasing. Okay. And that grew into a wider movement against income inequality, corruption, privatization, and living standards in general. And that led to huge protests in which several people died. Uh, really crazy big. And this was back in 2019. And the political uncertainty continued for some time. And just now in Chile, they have elected a one of the huge issues in this scenario or in this one of the huge complaints from the people who are protesting was that the constitution of Chile was written underneath Pinochet, who's the former dictator of Pinochet. Yeah. And it was mm -hmm. created between 1973 and 1990 under this dictator. Okay. And the protesters say that this constitution prioritizes corporations above people. Yeah. And they wanted to rewrite it. And after two, a two-year campaign, there has just been an election of a special body to draft a new constitution. And okay. to that has been elected Giovanna Grandin, who is more widely known as Aunt Pikachu. I love this already. Tell me more. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> she became famous. She's a school bus driver um, who became famous in the protests because she wears a huge Pikachu costume. <laughs> And now she stood for election to the body that will draft the new constitution. And because oh, yeah. she's become famous being out there in the protests, she has been elected as an independent candidate to sit on the body that will draft a new constitution. Oh my goodness. She is wonderful. <laughs> I bet she fucking is wonderful. And there's actually, this was... This is actually like a much, you know, I can have the tendency to deep dive. I only wanted to go into broad strokes with Aunt Pikachu because she's fucking great. But this really is part of a huge change in or a potentially huge change in on these 155 delegates who are responsible for drafting the new constitution. The center-right party that's currently in power didn't really want to change that much. And of those 155, for anything to get into the draft, two-thirds have to approve it. Okay. So the current ruling party desperately wanted to get at least a third 
sure. in order so that they could say no to anything and then they could work from that. Yeah. Instead, a huge number of independent candidates have been elected who are not part of any party um, and now have the... Uh, these independent camp- candidates who are completely, you know, deciding for themselves yeah. are actually the biggest group. Oh. So it's currently projected that 45 seats would be taken by complete independents like Tia Pikachu, Aunt Pikachu. That is great. amazing. Um, the center-right's going to get 39, the center-left's getting 25, and the far-left, 28, and then 17 are reserved for indigenous communities. So what this means is, because nice. there's such a wide group, it's going to potentially be really, really hard to write a new constitution, I but bet. it will truly represent, theoretically, wow. it will truly represent a huge group. And she said, <laughs> this, this quote, Young people have always liked anime and they see a friend in Pikachu. So that's why she chose to... No one cared who I was until I put on the mask. No, sorry. That's why she chose to put on this. And now she's like, yeah, there's videos of her being pepper sprayed. There's videos of her being arrested. In her but the whole In her Pikachu outfit. The oh. whole time. Don't she's just stood Pikachu. out there and said, I'm representing young people. I'm representing the kind of students that I uh, drive on my bus. She, When she won, she said, I want to thank all of the students who jumped the turnstiles at the Metro protest. Yeah. Uh, those who gave the, their lives, those who lost their eyes. Oh, that was a big thing. A lot of, while well, not using lethal bullets, using anti-riot like beanbag oh, God. bullets. Yeah, this is the more depressing part, but... Um, a lot of people have been made blind by getting hit with a beanbag in the eye Uh, and those who were tortured and to those who never let go of the street so she truly is a uh, a Pikachu for the people a Pikachu for the people that is it (laughs) (laughs) I I mean what else those are my three entirely unrelated um, stories about political figures that I just thought were fun. That was beautiful, All of them David. in their own way, you trying to make a, a difference. You on it. Yeah. yeah. They that are. was awesome. <laughs> also, all three of... I didn't even... I don't even have a weekly what the fuck this week because I was like, all three of these could be, but I'm just going to drag sure. them together and then be sure. like, yeah. done. So, yeah. I have three, so don't you worry. Oh. You want to get oh. into it? Get into what? get into weekly what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) okay well i have one headline for you here oh elderly man has wrong leg amputated at austrian clinic when i read this david i was like what and then i found out Oh, no, no, no. This happens all the time. And all I'm like, the time. Horrified. And they found out a week late. Like he, the leg had already been amputated. And because the man has like illnesses that does, that makes him not really aware of what the fuck is going on with that. Yeah. They just, yeah, they, yeah, they were a little late on, uh, you know, figuring that shit out. So that's terrible. 
And yeah. then... It happens all the time. Yeah. What the fuck? I read somewhere what? that it was a person who worked there who marked the wrong leg. Yeah, they have to be really careful about marking it because surgeons make the mistake all the time. But then if the person marking it, then then you're fucked. Yeah. yeah this is why there's really for very advanced jobs where there's very intelligent people like mm. surgeons and pilots. Mm. They have to have really, really stupid to-do lists where they list every single thing that you're supposed to do and you just follow it because yeah. people forget. And it's a normal job. Like, you're yeah. not... So uh. a person, obviously, it's the... A, a surgery is this huge thing. But... Uh, mm. These things, when these kinds of horrible things happen, it's called never events, yeah? Never event? Yes. I'm, yeah. I, th I think so. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it happens is. that, uh, you know, people get operated for the wrong thing they mix up patients and i read somewhere that like i think it was 71 percent of the people who get the wrong operation they fucking die it's ter yeah. it's terrifying i hope nothing bad ever happens to me so i can <laughs> <laughs> then let's go on to tree farts because tree farts <laughs> You heard that right. Tree farts contribute about a fifth of greenhouse gases from ghost forests. So if a tree... Oh my God, I had to copy paste this because this is hilarious. This is uh, an article from um, sciencenews.org. And their first line of this article is, If a tree farts in the forest, does it make a sound? No, but it does add a smidge of greenhouse gas to the atmosphere. <laughs> Beautiful journalism. Beautiful. <laughs> so, gases released by dead trees, also called tree farts, accounts for roughly one-fifth of the greenhouse gases emitted by skeletal marshy forests along the coast of North Carolina. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted it because it said tree farts, so... You're welcome. <laughs> Can you blame me? Of course. Can you blame me? Mm. Yes. <laughs> and Sorry, was that the wrong answer? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Last one here. There's a little more. I wrote down a little more information about this. Um, bride marries wedding guest after groom goes missing. So let's unpack this, shall we? <laughs> it was uh, at an Indian wedding last Monday. Uh, the couple had just completed a wedding tradition called uh, Jaimala when the groom went missing while everyone was kind of just getting ready for the main ceremony. And everyone looked for the groom in a frenzy and it then just became clear to everybody that he just didn't uh, mysteriously disappear, but most likely fled the wedding. So finally, one of the groom's guests suggested that the marriage continue... But this time with a suitable wedding guest as the groom. And the bride's family deliberated uh, the pool of potential husbands in the groom's wedding party. And then they settled on an eligible suitor. So there, at that same venue, the bride married her new groom. I mean, you know, you know, make it work. 
<laughs> I always I... say it. <laughs> and, you know, Tim Gunn always says it too. You should probably get more credit. I you. saw this story and I have to say that every week I see at least one story coming out of Uttar Pradesh in India that yeah. makes a specific state. And it's always there. And I go, <laughs> what is it? If we have any <laughs> Indian listeners, please tell us why is all of the crazy... Is Uttar Pradesh India's Florida? Because I swear <laughs> to God, every That's time I question. see a story like this, it comes mm. from there. And I just... Yeah. I want to know why. Yeah. Why? We want to know why. And we're not going to Google it because who has the time? <laughs> <laughs> I have Googled it. I haven't found the answer. Okay. Oh, okay. That's okay. Great. I haven't actually specifically Googled is what's up with Dash? <laughs> Maybe India's that's where Florida. You went wrong, David. Ma yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to do that right now. We're going to see if anything comes up. Oh. Ooh. Oh my God. It does. Oh my Seriously? God. Seriously? The first thing a meme. Utopradesh is the Florida of India. That's hilarious. What the fuck? We're not original in any way. Yeah. Tell your friends. Okay, there's one thing and and then the rest of it just uh It doesn't yeah. say why or what the what it's just <laughs> Well not the meme, I I mean then it wouldn't be a meme, but you know what I mean. It doesn't meme. explain. <laughs> and it has very few views or upvotes so i feel like Aww. maybe this is not like a widespread thing this is mm. just me and this guy and we're on the same team it's gonna be a thing i promise yeah. it's gonna be a thing just just you wait <laughs> anyway on that note i think that's our show this week yeah uh what a so... nice light-hearted well we were talking about kidnapping and stuff but you know, yeah. you know. and wrong imputations but Lighthearted compared to all the bullshit that happens right now. <laughs> so we hope that you enjoyed the episode. Feel free to follow us on Instagram on Observe and Retort. You can also leave a review um, or tell your friends if you like the podcast. We would be very delighted. Why did I do that? I, I need. I. You should shut me off now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>